Bonjour, y'all, and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. I'm pretty certain that I've used Bonjour, y'all, before, but Kevin said we had high French listenership, so here it is again. Despite the fact that you all probably just got confused by boom, 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 because that's the only reason people listen to the show for some reason. Last week, we talked about holiday events and promo crap, and this week, we're taking your feedback for some unfathomable, godless fucking reason. I'm not entirely sure why. Reasons, I guess. Um... This week, we'd like to remind you not to look back because a new day is breaking, and it's been so long since we felt this way. Hey, Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Uh, doing well, how are you? Not much, sir. Doing fantastic. Uh, I did forget to mention during the show intro that uh, Mr. Chris is not with us this week. Uh, Chris is, we're actually not going to do a funny thing this week for once, because I, I'm very proud of him and very happy for him. He is actually moving into his new place. Uh, and we are both just absolutely thrilled about that for him. So uh, way to go, Chris. Uh, we're super thrilled for you, buddy. Way to go. Thank God you moved out of your parents' house finally. I mean, You're that almost asshole, an adult. Yeah, that asshole could have at least showed up to listen to the show. I mean, it's not like, it's not like he can't just use Discord on his phone and show up to listen to the show. But no. No. Yeah, asshole. Well, I'm sure he's busy. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Kevin. How was your week, buddy? Um, my week was pretty good. I played a lot of Heroes of the Storm, uh, mostly with LB and Mr. Nash, friends of the show. Um, we did get into some ranked matches finally last night and failed miserably on one of them and decided that ranked was not our thing for the week. So um, mostly quick match, getting pummeled in most games and um trying out a new a lot of new heroes. I did end up picking up the um one of the two um packs the one that had the dogs in them so i've got all the little puppy mounts now which is cool and the diablo skins and bought a kerosene skin so feeling pretty good about that i really like the um art that they did for this event you mean kerosene um, mcgregor yes exactly irish boxer kerosene um so yeah it's been it's been fun and enjoyable and it's kind of like made me like playing heroes again um even though i'm playing a lot of heroes that i haven't level leveled up yet and it's been kind of frustrating on some games a lot of a lot of chen a lot of um i don't know sonya um just i don't know different heroes that i haven't played a lot of diva so it's been interesting okay okay um and on thursday night i actually joined to raid because uh last week i skipped and i felt bad so i came this week to help out with the raid achievements um right now we're going for the glory of the legion raider of uh achievements um and we're redoing the night hold bosses and getting raid achievements for them the one that is the biggest pain in the ass is spellblade Alarial because you have to kill a boss and then drag her to that location and kill her in that location. And it takes three weeks to complete. Uh, so, LOL. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a nightmare for us. So yeah, we, um, we did the Croesus um, achievement, which ended up breaking the entire bridge and then dragging her to Croesus and having to fight her on a sliver of a bridge. But we managed to do it even though I, I fell off the bridge and the other healer fell off the bridge too. So, um, you know, thanks to Mr. Stone for carrying us through that one. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was good times. It's, it's really funny when you go back through those, uh, boss fights and have to 
do these kind of esoteric achievements in order to get the achievement. It's like the the one for a botanist is bonkers. There's like little fruit on the ground and you have to eat them and then you like hallucinate these crabs that attack you. Um, so like during the entire fight, like if there isn't enough going on on the botanist fight already, but you have to like kill these hallucinations and you're constantly getting knocked back out of nowhere. Um, because like the fruit, I guess, is supposed to like make you sick or make you whatever. And I don't know. It adds additional mechanics to a fight that's already mechanic fr- heavy. So very cool. I, I do recommend doing them, do an achievement run if you haven't done one yet, because it is really fun. And there's definitely things you would have never seen otherwise that happen during those fights. And it's just, it's interesting. Achievements are for communists, Kevin. I, well, I just, I wanted to make sure that that, that point of order was made. It's for a good cause. We're doing it for the mount that you get. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 What about you? What have you been playing? Um, not a whole lot. Um, I've been XCOM, 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 XCOM. a shitload of XCOM. That's a, that's that's a given okay i i i've been just playing nothing but fucking xcom uh because i love the game and i've always loved those games and it's really fun that's basically it um playing a shitload of xcom i have been doing haven't been playing as much hearthstone as i would like to play right now um but i have been uh i played I jumped into Overwatch for like one game and I was like, yep, nope, nope. Still don't like Overwatch. I jumped into Heroes for like one game. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Still don't like Over- Heroes of the Storm. Uh, I played a little bit of StarCraft 2. Um, I picked up Planescape Torment because it's on sale. Um, the Enhanced Edition is on sale on Steam currently for $3.99. So if well, you why love- aren't you like posting these things on the Discord so that I can see, like, maybe I want to pick that up too. What is that? I uh it I doubt you will. Um it is from the uh Black Isle um Renaissance of CRPGs uh based on AD&D 2. Uh, second edition rules. Um it is an isometric three-quarter view, which is a three-quarter view. Sorry, that's redundant. Uh, it's an isometric view um, CRPG, which is sort of like a turn-based strategy game, essentially, no. but not quite. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't play it. You would not play this. No, I know you wouldn't play this. The reason that Planescape Torment is so fucking fantastic is it's one of the best stories of any RPG that has ever been that I have ever played in my entire life. Um, it is a classic of the genre, and it is just absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love the game. Um, and I picked it up for $3.99 on the cheap from Steam because it's on sale. That and like the entire other Bethesda Black Isle pack that's on right now. So um, if you like Icewind Dale and Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 and Planescape Torment, that's on sale right now. Go buy it. Okay. That is all. Cool. That's I bet just a shitload of XCOM really is all it really has been is just a shitload of XCOM. And maybe one day you'll return to playing games with us. Ah, you're funny as hell. <laughs> Let's move on to listener feedback, shall we? Yes, listener feedback. Bum, 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 listener feedback. At some point I will build a soundboard. Uh <laughs> um Unfortunately, I'll need to be the one that like runs the show at that point because I will need to use my own cues for the soundboard. Um, 
or, you know, we have to actually, you know, rehearse these shows in advance. Um, listener feedback this week. We had no emails, which is not unusual. Uh, apparently nobody likes to use email anymore and I'm okay with that. Uh, but we did have two, two major tweets sent at us this week from the tweeters. Um, first one was at wow challenges. Uh, thanks again for the guy to the guys from Azeroth coast to coast for joining the D and D madness. It was great fun. Uh, stone grabs needs to crash again, but I uh, will try to get it in We'll try to get in the final few hours of his 24 hour later on Sunday when he is able to. Thanks for everyone's support. Um, and of course, is referring to the one shot D&D campaign that uh, Chris and I were a part of uh, for our good buddy Stone, uh, who's at Stone Grasp on Twitter. Uh, his 24 uh, hour live stream for ALS Canada. Um, Chris and I had a absolute boatload of fun and we just had a great time and we enjoyed hanging out with uh uh i don't remember everyone's names uh bright zort nissi stone i think are the names stone will correct me when he gets back if he's listening to this he's possibly listening to the show live at the moment so he'll probably correct me at some point um nissi sorry um thank you frog i appreciate you lb uh we also had another tweet from at Gamer Checks Pro on Twitter, uh, at, Az- uh, at Azeroth Coast to Coast podcast feedback. You guys are way too harsh on Kevin. You treat him like a six-year-old. Just inform him. Don't belittle him. It makes you guys seem like huge dicks, and I'm not surprised if people stop listening. Kevin, what you got to weigh in on that, buddy? Um, I've actually heard similar feedback from some people. Um, one person did stop listening to the show because they thought you were being dicks to me. The problem is, are they listening to the entire show when you're being a dick in the beginning? <laughs> um, yes, but you know, it's, I, I mean, like, honestly, I understand it. And like, I live in an area of the country where you be dicks to like, people are dicks to each other on purpose and it's not like a big deal. So like, it doesn't matter in a way, but like, yeah, sometimes you guys are just like, Going we off bully on the shit out of you. Sometimes we bully the shit out of you. I'll be honest there. I'll be honest. We sometimes bully the shit out of Kevin. We're aware of it. It's kind of how the dynamic goes for the group, but at the same time, you know, it's I Kevin, I'll be honest, I've never heard you say, Hey, y'all are bullying me. Can y'all please stop that? So, you know, it's not something that's gonna change unless I mean if this it's bothering you, Kevin, please tell us and we can try to correct well, all that. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know. Like in general, it doesn't bother me much, I think. And I can tell, I can tell now when Chris kind of just jumps on the bandwagon, like when mm. you're being a dick and then he just kind of like waves in. along with it. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, so I, I understand it. Like I, I, I've kind of come to understand how you guys operate now, but um, I mean, we could try a show where you're not as dickish to me and see if people notice or have different feedback i mean i i don't know pro tip they won't notice because i'm kind of a dick anyways most of the time so yeah i mean i could i could that's my that's just kind of my whole personality i'm kind of acerbic and i'm kind of dry and kind of mean a lot of the time um which you know it actually that actually does piss my wife off too that's the funny part is that uh because i'm i am very I do have that kind of acerbic sort of humor where it's like everything's kind of a joke and everything's kind of mean at the same time. Um, so 
it kind of pisses her off too. So it's like, I kind of yeah. have to treat her with kid gloves sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I got to treat you with kid gloves sometimes too. Um, it's, it's, it's a give and take. It's just, I mean, if it's all the time, it's too much. If it's not all the time, it's manageable. See, I Kevin, mean, I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I mean, I, I have fallen into that trap previously and I just had a few people who like, I had one too many bad jokes with and they just like made a huge fucking stink about it. And like, totally stop like talking to me so i've just kind of curtailed that somewhat in my own life yeah um yeah i mean <sighs> problem with me is that i'm just i am just a asshole really in the end um I'm just a shitty human being for the most part. So that kind of comes out in how I talk to people. Unfortunately, it's something that I can, I can look at and try to correct. It It might be something. I mean, I can't see that being helpful in other areas of your life, like your job or, you know, in your personal relationship. You will get me at me. You don't get me at, um, you don't get work personality. So, like my work personality, I'm the nicest goddamn person on the planet. I am. <laughs> I would like to see one of the nicest people nice. ever. Huh? I would like to see you pretend to be nice to people at work. Oh no, I'm genuinely nice to people at work. It's just I get to be that acerbic, dry asshole when I'm not at work. Okay. It's not like I'm doing. It, it's just two parts of me. I'm. I'm really am a genuinely nice person. I'm just maybe. Maybe if you got to be an asshole at work, then you would be nicer when you're not at work. That's a possibility, but I work retail, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> that can't happen. That's frowned upon in that retail. Never happen. Unless it's one of those weird retail establishments where everyone's like, uh, where, where it's a theme thing, where it's a shtick, it's a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or like work at like a Philly uh, cheesesteak place, where like if they at, fuck up their order, you're just like, leave. Work at a short order of diner. <laughs> hey yeah. asshole give me two shits on a shingle you really yeah, like need a soup shit, nazi asshole? type place huh like you need your own soup nazi type place possibly yeah um so uh gamer checks uh it really kind of comes down to that we all sort of have this weird kind of dynamic um i don't realize that i'm really doing it all that much um or the DMV. LB's correct. LB actually also suggested, or you could work at the DMV. And I think that would be oh, a perfect job for you. That'd be a perfect job for you. Next. <laughs> license and registration, please. I'm here to get a license. You need a license and registration to get a license and registration. Please fill out form 1083B. I, I have 1083B. Okay. Go to the corner. Please go into the corner and fill out 1083C through F for me. I, they I, always I, act like you are supposed to know this shit ahead of time. Pro tip, most of it's on the website. <laughs> I found that out. All right, um, anyway, gamer checks. Short. Let's wrap this up. Long story short, we kind of have a sort of aggressive uh, relationship between the three of us. Um. And sometimes when we get really passionate, we kind of end up being assholes to each other. Um, Kevin is just as guilty of it as Chris and I are. But the problem is, is that Chris and I tend to be kind of on the same wavelength both of the time. So it seems like we're ganging up and bullying Kevin, which... Oh, you, you know, totally gang up on me. 
Yes, but that's because, again, we kind of, he and I kind of were on the same wavelength with a lot of things. There are other things where Chris and I disagree violently about. Uh, it's just most of the time, those aren't conversations we have during the show. Right. It seems like the disagreements that you, me, and Chris have while on the show tend to be ones where Chris and I are agreeing about things. So, uh, basically, what we're saying is that we're going to try better and not bully Kevin if we can. I make no promises. You can disagree without bullying me. I think that's a good goal to shoot for. Uh, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to Elby's Corner. Elby says that he's going to miss Legion, especially the artifact weapon. Battle for Azeroth will have an artifact, but he thinks that they'll remove all the fun parts and just leave a gated grind. I mean, that's basically what they're doing. I mean, I will I will miss Legion, too. We could probably get into a uh, memories show about Legion and talk about everything that we are going to miss about Legion. But, um, I mean, right now, the way it stands today, I don't miss anything about Legion. I am done with it. I'm totally done with it. Um, you know, especially, you know, the fishing. I'm like, the fishing is... You are you are your own worst enemy when it comes to the fishing, okay, Kevin? You did that to yourself. I'm still trying to get the fucking pond nettle. I'm at 2,550 casts. Someone next to me was over 5,000 casts. Yeah, it and, happens. And, and like I'm, you're acting I'm like this never happened right before. I'm done I've with been Legion. done with Legion for like two, three months. Yep. Okay, There's a um, reason. Let's get into some feedback that occurred on our Discord. Um, Discord was like slammed this week with people providing feedback to the last week's show, and most of it revolved around some um, commentary about the um, transmog. So, um, Wooly Ram chimed in and said, you know, he quotes Gavril saying, transmog is not important to WoW players, and says, what in the world are you smoking? What are you smoking, sir? Uh, American spirit turquoise. Hmm. I don't think that's what he meant, but, uh, that's, I mean, I mean, that's what I smoke. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I mean, do you want to defend yourself there? I think you did have some comments, multiple comments. Yeah, I did. Uh, um, it was actually, I, I did actually kind of, uh, uh, give sort of my side of the things. Um, so during the, during the show that we did, um, the point I was getting at, and I'm, I, I have to go back and double check and re-listen to the show, but I'm pretty certain I was kind of clear about it, was that um, the issue is not that transmog itself is not important. I'm not like blanket stating that transmog is not an important thing because it is important to some people. All right. Uh, I think exactly what I said was it's not important to the vast majority of players, much the same as pets aren't important to the vast majority of players or mythic rating or mythic plus or PVPing or mount collecting or pets. Um, There are a lot of the dev team has a lot of masters to appease. They can't please everybody, so they will release content that is not relevant to you. They release content that's not relevant to me all the time. They release PvP content. They release Mythic Pluses. They release Mythic Raiding Dungeons. That It's not relevant to me because I don't do those things. Um, Much the same as I could go talk to Kevin and be like, oh, hey, yeah, they added these new pet battle dungeons. These things are fucking awesome. 
And Kevin would be just like, okay, I'm never going to do that, but all right. Mm-hmm. It's like, the fact of the matter is, is that the thrust of the conversation that I was trying to get at last week was that there are, transmog may be important to you, it may be important to another person, but the third person it might not be important to. And that third person, PvP might be important to them, but it's not important to you or the second person. It's it's It, it kind of goes back to something that I, we, we did actually mention, the theme park MMO style, uh, last week or the week before. Um, and that's actually a really really sort of crucial part about why why it's so difficult uh, and, and kind of the thrust of what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, and I was trying to take that to another level and say, there's a lot of stuff that you're never going to do, so why are you even paying for it? And, you know, that's that's where that argument came from. Yeah, and that's, that, that, that's part of the whole theme park thing. Mm-hmm. Which that, we'll that kind of talk about more later, me. too. Yeah, we'll we'll dig a little bit more into the theme park and a little bit more. Um, uh, so uh, most of the conversation that we had was uh, between uh, Wooly Ram and Anne in Wonderland, uh, who are both listeners of the show and who are part of our Discord community. Here's a chance to plug the Discord community. Insert Discord community plug right here. Um, With a brand new channel for show feedback so that we can actually refer to it later. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what uh, a concept. Um, I do want to read Anne's comment, too, because uh, she was another one that spent the time to write to us. Um, I would love to have statistics from Blizzard on how much the player base does certain content, because without that, we're just guessing. Mythic Raider, mythic rating will obviously be only a small part, but we can't say how many people enjoy mount collecting or pet battles because we really don't have the numbers on that. <clears throat> it might seem unimportant, uh, an unimportant part of the game in your or mine social bubble, but there are millions of players who don't podcast or write blogs or comment or ever interact with other people, and God knows what they're doing. God knows what they're doing. That's, yeah, obviously. Um, you know, and I and I think, too, we'll get into... Th- this is the theme park MMO, you know, discussion that we'll have more later, but... Um, I agree with Anne. I would like to know how many people are doing what activities and um, maybe they have their own statistics. Well, they obviously have the statistics on it, but and maybe that's directing the uh, development of the game. You know, maybe they're using that to kind of say, you know, people aren't really doing pet battles. So, you know, let's not let's only add one for this next event or let's only make three of those in a year or whatever it is. Mm hmm. Um, it, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, sort of the way they look at it is also Blizzard is very famous for just kind of going, oh, hey, you have a passion project and you want it in the game. We'll see how it goes. I mean, that's how Pet Battle Dungeons came about. It was a passion project. Um, things like that, like the transmog competition. It's all sort of like just spitball ideas and things that just kind of appear out of nowhere. Um, and that's fantastic. We love to hear that kind of stuff. It's really interesting that, you know, uh, like especially from like the pet battle standpoint, uh, the pet battle dungeon, that literally came out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. it was really fun for me. It was not fun for Kevin. Pretty certain it wasn't fun for Chris. Right. Okay. Um, uh, the other thing it was that you know, I said, um, uh, uh, I said in the feedback also, 
Uh, sorry, I'm reading. Um, I, I basically said that, like, <clears throat> why should we have to like one thing more than another? Or why should we have to, you know, value one thing or another? Why can't they add, you know, five pets and five transmog items every single holiday event? And obviously, there's going to be resource constraints on their end from a development standpoint. But, you know, if we're going to emphasize, you know, I think other games are doing this really well and they do have a lot of skins that are released every time. Um, and I wish that we could just do that more with transmogs or something else in WoW. That, like, to be able to say these have to be ranked and we have to, you know, only do the stuff that's that people are really doing. So if people really like transmog, they just do a bunch of transmog to appease those people. But the people who do pet battles get screwed in that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're going to do a theme park, then let's make sure that that theme park has you know, a lot of stuff for everybody instead of, you know, one item for each type of person and, you know, call it a day. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we're kind of, uh, I think we're kind of, uh, uh, we're sort of, uh, going down bunny trails right here. Mm-hmm. So basically what, um, I would love to get statistics on these kind of things because that would tell me I could then kind of extrapolate back. Okay. So you see an increase in this kind of activity and then all of a sudden the, um, all of a sudden the pet battle dungeon comes out and that is why it came out like that. That's why it makes sense there. Okay. So that's why they saw an increase in engagement for pet battle activities. So they made the dungeon fantastic, except we know that the pet battle dungeon, I believe was a passion project from, uh, one of the, um, one of the developers during their free time. I think I can't quite remember entirely, but I'm pretty certain that's how that worked. Um, so it's, it's, it's really quite interesting. I would love, like you said, like we've said, we would love, love, love to get like the raw numbers on these things. Um, some of the other stuff we did talk about with in the channel was, um, I mentioned specifically that, what Anne said was a valid point. It's a very valid point. Mm-hmm. And that what the statements that I made about transmog or, and you can extrapolate out that out to pets or mythic dungeons or mythic rating or mount collecting or PVP or whatever, um, is just based off of 10 years of my anecdotal evidence. And that, that's just my anecdotal evidence. That doesn't mean that my evidence is, you know, the gold standard. And that it's absolutely correct, but that's just what I've noticed over the last 10 years, and that is bias, and it is it is skewed by the activities that I do, meaning that I get involved with other people that do those activities, and I just kind of create an echo chamber on it. Um, um, there, there was one final piece of feedback that's late-breaking uh, from Arlie. She says, oh my god, finally listened to last week's episode, adding loot boxes to WoW is the worst idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Subscription models. You, you don't do loot boxes in a subscription model game. That is suicide. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're never going to do a subscription based game again. So enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Uh, games as a service, which we talked about last week significantly was, yeah, games as a service. Um, 
All right. Moving on to shout outs. Um, the US, France, Australia, the UK, and Canada. Welcome, France, to the top five. It's nice to see you here. Bonjour. Bonjour. Parlez-vous anglais? I'm sorry. He has a horrible accent. Sorry. Bonjour. Parlez-vous anglais? I'm sure they do, or else they wouldn't be listening. Okay. Con before the storm. Shout outs to this. If you're listening, if I actually get the show posted on Saturday, there's still time to donate. If not, too bad. So sad. Um, currently, they are at $22,145 out of their goal of $24,500 for the dedicated World of Podcast room. Um, this is really important. I, I hope that people continue to donate and get them over that hurdle because uh, the World of Podcast creates a lot of great content every year, and they have panels on the different Blizzard games with people from multiple podcasts. It's a good way to learn what kind of podcasts are out there and hear people from those shows. Um, Chris did uh, represent us last year on, on the world of Warcraft show. Uh, so definitely, definitely donate if you have the funds to do so, even if it's only a little bit, because we need to, we need to get that dedicated room up and running. There's, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing the the podcasts that come out of those discussions. Don't wait for one person with deep pockets to show up and pay it all off the last minute, guys. It like that that it's not this is not pretty woman. This is not Hollywood in the movies. Okay? One person is not just gonna show up at the last second and be like, oh hey, here you go. Here's all the money. Have fun. And then like sweep you off your feet. That's not how the world works. No. I mean, if it if if, if it does work like that. Great. Yeah, I'm totally waiting for like that person to just like sweep in. Don't hold your breath on it though. Yep. Agreed. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yep. Um so yes, uh which we should be able to get the sh- there's no reason the show won't go up today, but it should, I hope so. Uh and some po- folks listen in and uh If Zencaster works. Yeah, if Zencaster will work, you're just bad at technology, Kevin. Okay. Bully you. Bully you ceaselessly. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue on. Let's continue on. Um, So, uh, World of Warcraft news. Uh, Real quick, uh, there is another new free comic. It is Battle for Azeroth number two. This is in the same vein as the Legion comics that we had in the lead up to it. Uh, We are at about two months out from uh, launch date for Battle for Azeroth. So, Ah, it's officially June. It's It's June 2nd. So, we've got about two months before the launch for... uh, this so i'm I'm super super stoked and super thrilled for that um so much time to fish uh the comic is magni the speaker uh in other news pre-order for before the storm which is christy golden's new world of warcraft related book it will be releasing on june 12th so uh you do still have a chance for pre-orders at the moment go get them and then Link will be in the show notes for Amazon. Yes, it will be a show note. If you're in another country, use their Amazon. Yep. Uh, just remember, we are not sponsored by anybody. We're not sponsored by Audible or any of that other goddamn garbage. So any links that you see, we don't get shit for. We're just putting it in there to, you know, give you. For your convenience. For your convenience, exactly. Um, I guarantee you my right hand to the sky that we do not have like an affiliate link or anything. So. If you're buying it, you're buying it for your own sake. I was going to say, Kevin, I just noticed that uh, before you moved it out of the uh, notes, uh, all the loot boxes, the five loot boxes under World of Warcraft. Like, no, oh, God, no did we actually put loot boxes in World of Warcraft? In World of Warcraft? 
No. No? Okay. Okay. I feel better now. Um, you know what would be awesome in loot boxes in World of Warcraft? What? Old green gear. No. Why? So you don't have to go farm it. It would be so awesome. Um, you're just bad at video games? Hmm. All right. DLR, Let's move on. You're bad at video? Um, yeah. So uh, to our next point, um, the, 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 the Diablo 3. Uh, 2.6.1 alpha is, uh, uh, sorry, 2.6.1 a is, uh, now live. It is bullshit. It is razor chroma link support and, uh, other bullshit backend changes, back-end server side improved. improvements. That's it. It's, they've really toned. I, I've, I've been saying this several times. Uh, it Diablo three is at end of life. Um, they are basically just sustaining it at this point. Yeah, it is totally end of life. But it's nice to see they're making sure it still works. Yeah, that is That's nice. Important. That is nice. Um, so what else do we have going on? Uh, Hearthstone. I um, didn't see anything for Hearthstone. The nerfs went out, but I think I talked about that last week. Um, yeah. That's really about it. Yeah. There is some Heroes news. They're going to be releasing a new hero and battleground on June 4th. Uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, sorry, they're going to announce them. They're not actually coming out then. Yeah, but the, uh, uh, so that will be on the lead times on them have been relatively short. So yeah, like what, like a month or so? Less than a month usually. I think Anna went on the PTR within a week of her announcement, didn't she? Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I, you know, honestly, I really don't care that there's a different battleground. I mean, it like. Maybe they should fix Hanamura first before they add a new battle. Like, here's one right there, you know? Like, just fix it. They're and in the process release of fixing it. Hanamura still. Okay. Well, remember they pulled it I out would of the think rotation? They would fix and release that first before they release a new one, but that's just me. They pulled it out of the rotation, and I think they tried to fix it. At the, I think they've been fixing it at this point. Okay. What new hero do you like? Let's speculate let's, for a minute. Let's, let's like, get a bit of wild think? speculation going on. I'm totally okay with a little bit of wild speculation. Yeah. I mean, we've already gotten our. You know our holy grail, which was Deckard Kane. I mean, that was that was that was you know, a very what, what long. What can they walk. do after that? That was a very long walk for a joke for them. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, right now, um, the only person, the only one that I've really kind of, uh, let's see, when was the last? Starcraft I guess it's more Overwatch. I, I can only guess it is more fucking Overwatch characters at this point. Um. There, there, you know, when you look on the 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 select screen, there's just like hardly any of them. So it would be nice. Hardly to get some any new of ones. them. Anna, Lucio, Tracer, uh, Genji, Hanzo. Co- well, compared to like Warcraft, like there's a million Warcraft heroes. Zarya, Diva, Junkrat. There, there's eight fucking Overwatch heroes in the game right now. It's not that many. What's the roster at? Like fifty something. No, it's more than that. We don't have to look it up, but you're like, don't look it up. Don't look it up. 79. So a 79, a 10th of the total players. Thank you. LB, very much, sir. A 10th of the total characters you can play are from overwatch already. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, that's my guess. I'm guessing overwatch. Uh, what was the last year they released? Um, not Anna. Uh, uh, producer no. LB, 
<laughs> producer of the show, executive producer executive LB. Producer LB, do you have an answer for that, sir? Deckard Kane. Kane, it was Kane. Yeah, declared Kane. <laughs> Autocorrect. Yeah, Deckard Kane. Yeah. Obviously, the last one that just came out. Deckard, and I don't remember who uh, that we just mentioned at the top. Anyway, so let's say you know it would be very interesting to get Winston. I would I would be really I think I don't really think, I don't think they would add Winston in right now because Winston would really enable the dive comp even further than the dive comp already oh, exists. Yeah. The dive comp is so horrible right now. Yeah, it would seriously enable the dive comp even further than it is right now and I don't think that's the direction they want to go. I think we need to go back to more stuns. I hate to say it. I think it. if they gave us an Overwatch character, I think we would either get Brigitte or Reinhardt. Brigitte would be interesting, especially because she's so new in Overwatch. I, I think we'd probably get like either. I, I would like to see Brigitte or uh, Reinhardt. The only problem with Brigitte is that I think we'll probably just get a Johanna Brigitte skin in the end. Ultimately, I think that's what we'll get. You know what I would like to see at BlizzCon? The first cross game launch for Heroes and Overwatch at the same time. That would be interesting. Eh, I really wouldn't care. I'd like to see some original characters for heroes. That would be interesting. Somebody that's not like married to the lore. Well, that means StarCraft heroes. <laughs> they just seem to pull those out of their ass. Like who? Every single one of the Probius. Probius. Okay, so Probius started as a joke. Probius is literally the probe from the Legacy of the Void introduction. From the introductory cinematic is literally that probe. But that was a stretch. Uh, yes, it was. That was not that was like, a long walk to get to that like point. It really was. Well, I mean, a lot of people have been asking for some like classic wow heroes, but I think that they'll probably wait to do that more in line with the launch for Battle for Azeroth. So, like, you know, maybe Anduin or I don't but the like problem that. is we haven't really seen Anduin as a character yet, really, as a uh as the, the leader of the alliance. We haven't seen him in this new sort of paladin kind of stance that he's been in. Hmm. So I I think that I, I think that we have a little bit of ways to go before we actually get Anduin as a playable character, unless they go like oh, way back on him. Huh? Zappy boy. No, I don't think it's gonna be a wow hero. I don't think it's gonna be a wow hero. I think we're gonna see like I want to say we're going to see like possibly another. I don't think we'll see another Diablo three hero ever again. I, I don't, but I think they're kind of done with that. I think they're kind of done with that. I think they're going to wait for Diablo four or whatever this new After Cassia, that was kind of a stretch. Uh, Cassia was sort of like a fan favorite sort of character. Uh, just the Amazon in general was a fan favorite sort of character that they were really digging for to get. And they, yeah. And yeah, the other characters in Diablo 2 are basically the same as they are in Diablo 3, so it's like... Yeah, I mean, we are, we have our Necromancer, we have our Witch Doctor, we have our Barb, we have our Monk, we have our Paladin. Mage, we have our Crusader, um, we have our Demon Hunter. We have all the major classes represented from three. Mm -hmm. uh, we have two of the Prime Evils, Deckard Kane. So, yeah, I really doubt we're going to... Butcher. Butcher. We have, yeah, we have two of the prime evils, a 
uh, a boss, boss, and Deckard Kane. So I don't think we're going to get any further Diablo characters for the time being, at least. Um, I think we'll see. So probably Overwatch. It's either going to be Overwatch or it's going to be. Um, which I really hate to say it's going to be Overwatch. It'll be Overwatch or Starcraft. All right. So you say Brigitte or I think Brigitte or Reinhardt, uh, because both of them Reinhardt. would re-enable the hard tank meta. I'm going to say Mercy. Hmm. Yeah, it's a possibility. I think her kit's a little too boring. It's well, it's a little too like medic. It's a little too like Ariel. It's basically a mixture of like medic and Ariel. Pretty much. Momo. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It it should be interesting. And um, for the map, I'm gonna say Warcraft map. Yeah, possibly. I think that with the, with this sort why. of focus on the original OC Donut Steel uh, lore that they're building, I think we might actually see another new uh, new map location. Um, I also uh, my dark horse tiles. My dark horse candidate is a original Heroes of the Storm character. Is an OC. Mm -hmm. That's my long shot dark horse. I would say dark horse is Starcraft. Is who? Starcraft character. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Moving on. Uh, Starcraft. It exists. Overwatch. Your legendary loot box that they mentioned last week with your free legendary skin. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Destiny, Call of Duty, other Blizzard news, not much. Destiny exists. The exotic, I actually jumped in and played a little bit of Destiny 2 because of the exotic changes. So did I. Um, They're not bad. I mean, I really would like more of them so that it still feels like it's kind of, uh, like I'm kind of digging like I want more choice, but I mean it's okay. I mean the changes that they've made are all right. Um, I played through all of Warmind in like an hour and a half. I got to the first boss. It took me like five times to kill him, and then I just kind of turned the game off after that. I mean, I really didn't have much trouble with it. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it's it's another expansion where you know. The content I don't feel like was worth 20 bucks. Which is hilarious because that's what Destiny 2 costs right now. 20 bucks. In fact, they gave <laughs> Unless it Unless you sign up for the Humble Bundle. Yeah, I was going to say, they, you get they just box. gave it away for free in Humble Bundle too. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think those codes are expiring soon. Like, I think it was a. I mean, for $12, it's at least worth $12. For 12 bucks, yeah. I think that was last month's Humble Bundle, though. I don't think you can still get that oh, code. That's right. It's June now. Uh, let's jump on into the main topic. We wanted to provide some additional color around some of the feedback we got this week regarding the theme park MMO theme. And uh, this is not something that I'm very familiar with because I've been playing WoW too. Like, I haven't been playing WoW enough. But um, can you explain this concept of what a theme park MMO is and maybe give some other examples besides World of Warcraft for, you know, what is a theme park MMO? 
Okay, a theme park MMO is really simple. Um, it's just like going to Disney World or your local whatever that exists. So the whole conceit of it is that you pay an entry fee. <clears throat> Excuse me. You pay an entry fee and you get to do whatever you want in the confines of the park. So you log in one day, you go to Disney World one day, and you're like, I want to go to Adventureland. Nope, I want to go to Tomorrowland. I want to go to Epcot. And with Disney World, but whatever. Um, you know, I want to go to whatever. And you go and you do your thing. You're paying for the whole experience, but you're only doing small chunks of it. You're doing the chunks of it that you want to do. That is essentially a theme park MMO. So your 15 bucks a month subsidizes everything despite the fact that you're only doing part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get that concept. That's kind of the long and the short of what a theme park MMO is. Right. I would even say it's more like a a park hopper pass where like you could go to any of the parks, but you're, you're like choosing to go to one of them. And that means you can't spend time. There's an opportunity cost. Like you couldn't, you can't do other things because you're spending time on that thing. I guess you could. I mean, depending on how much you want to play, you could do everything in the game, but who really has time for that? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that it's the whole benefit analysis that they that you have to write for yourself is to determine, you know, how this is going to actually work for me because I'm only doing part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think in a way that it's good because like you spend a flat rate, you don't have to calculate out yourself. Like, you know, if they, if each ride had a ticket and you had to buy tickets and Kevin, that's a carnival. That's a carnival. Okay. Essentially, that's a carnival. It's like a carnival style MMO. Do they exist? Yeah, not really. Um, the older style, well, actually the older style Korean games and the older style Chinese, uh, type clients, uh, and some of the older Japanese models were kind of like that where, uh, and free to play is also like that. So a free to play game is like that. Where, um, uh, oh, hold on. You can you drag Stone down to the channel? Okay. Um. So the free to play games are a lot like that. Uh, wherein you, like a carnival, you literally walk in for free most of the time, but you have to pay to do stuff. So a free to play or a freemium game is a lot like the opposite model of the theme park. It's where everything is compartmentalized and microtransactioned out you know what i mean right it's yeah and like free to play is different than a carnival too because they let you play the games for free but if you want additional stuff like cosmetic stuff or more heroes and heroes of the storm you got to pay for it well that's like you know going up and going i want to play the game where you shoot the gun in the clown's mouth I want to shoot a water gun at a clown it's like okay that'll be five tickets and you're like okay here you go and then you compare mm-hmm. that to say like a gotcha game, like one one of the like the five fucking Final Fantasy game mobile games that there are, uh, where it's what's called a gotcha game, where the whole thing is predicated on an RNG chance to get good stuff. Most of the time you get shitty stuff, but sometimes you get good stuff. Um like a loot box. It's system. essentially a loot box. It is exactly a loot box system, is exactly what it is. But um yeah, I mean, and then you go, oh, okay, well, I want to get I want to get this brand new shiny character and their brand new shiny weapons. Okay, that'll be $5. It's like, okay, and you're paying for a chance to get them. 
you're not paying for the thing. You're paying for a chance to get as opposed to the theme park where you are paying to get in and then you have free reign for the most part. And you can basically get whatever you want in the game as long as you put the time into getting it. Correct. Yes. So it, it's it's like you, you show up to the theme park and it's like, oh, the games are free, but you still have to hit the highest score to get the thing. That's a theme park, essentially. Right. Okay. So what, like, are there other games like this or is this unique to WoW? Uh, the theme park style? Mm-hmm. Um, no, the theme park style is... Like, what are the popular ones? I guess Final Fantasy? Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is kind of a theme park. It, it is a theme park. Uh, all the MMOs that really exist these days are mostly theme park style because theme park style is the style that was very popular for a very long time. Um, and I don't know days, if it was just popular. That's just the style. It that was the model that worked. Out. It was the model that worked at the time was the thing. Um, so that was kind of popularized by sort of like your Ultima Online's and your uh, EverQuests, especially, especially EverQuest. EverQuest was a theme park, but it was a brutal theme park. It was. It was um, unforgiving. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, you paid your subscription costs to Square Enix or whoever it was, uh, Sony. You paid your subscription yeah, costs to Sony, and Sony said, okay, have fun. Have fun regenerating mana for 30 minutes. Have fun sitting and drinking in real time. Yeah, basically. Um, So, okay. So I wonder why they kept with that same model uh, when they started. Wow. I guess because that's the model that existed. That that was the popular model at the time. Yes, that is the popular. The thing is, you have to understand that. Wow. Was kind of designed to go up against games like, lineage and final fantasy 11 and um everquest and mm-hmm. so yeah they had to ape the model and go against it because i'm pretty certain final fantasy 11 came out before world of warcraft i'm pretty certain i'm not 100 percent on that one uh someone will correct me in discord they always do yeah but the thing is is like even doing the subscription model at the time was like blasphemy it was like oh my god like you want me to pay every single month for a game like at that point you would only ever paid you know 60 dollars max for a game so like paying monthly was like crazy talk to people yeah but the thing is that in the mmo community at the time it was the norm a subscription model was normal after they made it normal i mean like everquest popularized it. i don't think they really did that at, before it no there 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 were there were things that existed before that that did the kind of stuff um there were some muds back on the old telnet days that were pay to play uh and things like that so i mean the, the, the subscription model has existed it's just never been as widespread and the use of computers and advanced computers has never been as widespread as it was 15 years ago when the whole mmo market sort of started bursting onto the scene really heavily um and because I think- um, Go ahead. One second. Sorry. I think that um, I remember playing Ragnarok online before I started playing WoW, and that had a subscription model. That was a Korean. It was a Korean MMO, and that had a subscription model. So I mean, yeah. And I think, like, from a technology standpoint, it kind of made sense because it was like you know you're connecting to a server, you're. You know, they need to keep this server up and running, and there's a monthly cost associated with that. 
So, you know, payment wise, I think it makes sense from what, from the technology that they were using. And then also from a player standpoint, you know, the, the allure or the draw has been, we are going to consistently be evolving this world and there's going to be stuff for you to do every month. And that's why you need to keep paying us because we're going to keep adding all this content and, you know, like, and I don't think that that has ever really lived up to its end of the bargain for some of these MMOs, especially when I'm paying monthly and need to buy expansions. I mean, I think that was one of the biggest kind of like, why do you want me to pay for an expansion? Like I'm paying you every single month, you know, like why do I need to pay you more money? That, that piece never really connected with me. And I don't know if it's connected with other people too. Hmm. I always looked at it as, I was more pissed off about it when it cost money to put together a WoW account. Of course, back in the day, you used to have to buy the game key with a copy of World of Warcraft. When okay. you bought the installation discs, you got a, you've got an install key. You got right. a retail key right. that went with it that activated your account and built, made the account for you. Um, so mm-hmm. you had to pay your 60 bucks to buy World of Warcraft. Then you had to buy Burning Crusade, and then you had to pay the monthly serv- monthly subscription fee. That pissed me off. Nowadays, you know, WoW is free for the first 20 levels to get into, so, you know, building an account doesn't cost you a cent. So I, I'm, I'm more inclined to be okay with doing a subscription and buying the expansion because the expansion is added content that is not included in the base game. My subscription just covers the base game. And it's not like they're making me pay a subscription for every expansion I buy. So it's not and like today, I'm suddenly they bundle paying, the like, expansions too. Yeah, they bundle the expansions into into these big bundles that are very cheap. All things considered, yeah, you basically get everything up to and including that release when you buy that release. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, it's like it's they're not asking me to pay forty five dollars because I have two total expansions plus the base game. They're only they're still asking me to pay the same sixteen bucks every month. They're just asking me every year to three years to put down another 60 bucks. And you know what? I look at it and I'm like, okay, that's not terrible. It's a lot better than say like the gotcha games, like the final, like the mobile final fantasy games or um, anything where there's a loot box or an RNG driven system. The games as a service Mm -hmm. uh, concept, which is very popular these days. Okay, well, what about this concept? Why don't they just charge me $20 a month, which would basically include a yearly expansion in it? Why, like, do you think people would sign up to do that? Probably not. Because they're not seeing the value? Of they don't the see the value money? immediately, no. Yeah, they don't see the value immediately. And it's like, okay, so they did that once before. <clears throat> We've done this system once before. It was the... Uh, annual, the annual subscription, okay. which was basically a commitment to being subscribed for a year, and you got Diablo three, and you got Tyrael's Charger, and you got all this other stuff. And there was a lot of interest in it, but people just didn't do it because it required you to be committed for a year to subscribing. And people and reasons come up all the time that people don't want to be subscribed; they don't want to play for a little while. But if you're committed because you know you 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 paying the the extra cost on top, you have to say subscribed, and people don't like that. Like that's the reason why I didn't do the annual pass. I didn't do it because I did not want to be locked into playing for a year. 
in case I got bored during a raid tier and I'm like, oh, why am I putting another $15 down on this? $16 this month because I'm not playing and I haven't played for two months. Why am I? Why have I put $45 out of my pocket for a game that I'm not even playing? Do they still offer you a discount if you do pre-purchase for six months or a year? Yeah, they still do uh, offer the discounts for um, uh, for recurring subscriptions. Okay, so what about this idea? Instead of discounting it if you pre-purchase for a year, they just include the expansion for free. It would still be fifteen. That was basically or fifteen bucks a month. That was that was basically what the annual pass was. And people didn't like it or didn't purchase it. Yeah, there was a lot of uproar about it because there was a lot. Of, there was a bunch of stuff that was attached to it that people wanted but couldn't get unless they did the annual pass. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we would have? Like I said I was not interested. Do you think that we would have like similar um, pushback like we have in Destiny, where like Destiny recently offered a seasonal pass right where you get two expansions for 40 bucks or something like that i don't feel like those two expansions are worth 40 bucks but what if they did that for well and they said you get battle for azeroth and the next expansion for i don't know 120 bucks or 100 bucks um I don't know. I could decide that I really hate Battle for Azeroth. I could decide that Battle for Azeroth is garbage, and I don't want to play WoW anymore, and then I'm out 120 bucks. It's the same reason I don't back shit on Kickstarter. I mean, I guess one of the points that I'm trying to make here is like, is that $15 a month, are you viewing that as just the upkeep for maintenance, or are you viewing that as, I should be getting some value for that $15 a month that I'm paying you? Um, I should be getting some value for the $15 a month. I don't need a lot of value, but I need some value. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I feel too. So like I feel when they do release a new expansion, I understand that there's a lot of content going into that, but why are you asking me for more money when I'm already paying you this money on a monthly basis? It's not just like, you know, paying for the privilege of accessing that server. I want something in the game that I feel like I'm getting some value out of that $15 a month. So what other games do, <clears throat> what free-to-play games do, like Star Trek Online is a good example of that. Um, and any other game that's freemium, where it has a VIP status you can purchase, which is basically just purchasing a monthly subscription, mm-hmm. they give you a bunch of bonus unlocks like and crap Dota like that. Does. But the problem is that it's... I don't even know, because yeah, do I haven't played Dota in years. They do have that stupidest shit that is the dumbest fucking thing. Um, where it's like... Gavril? Uh, I just muted myself by accident. Sorry. Um, I, I hit my space bar and apparently that activated mute. Um, Dota does that. That's just stupid as fuck. That's I, I don't dumb. like tiered services. I, I think that that's dumb. I don't, I don't like, I don't like games as a service. Games as a service period is, I hate it. It pisses me off. This is how the world is going to operate. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how we're going to get WoW into the 21st century, honestly. I doubt it will. The thing is, is that WoW has so much built into it over time. And what will happen is that they'll have to just do a WoW 2 or something or a total overhaul of the game to make it. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. I think if they they will never do WoW again and they'll do a WoW 2 and it will have a completely different. um payment model or subscription model. I mean, that's just how that's going to be. 
they have to. There's no other way around it. So, you know, the, you know, I, I really still feel like I'm not getting my $15 worth. Like, I don't feel like I understand the theme park concept. I can do whatever I want to do, but like, don't give me a holiday event where there's one new transmog item and one new this or that and expect me to think that I'm getting my $15 worth when other games are putting out content like friggin' crazy. Like, you know, just seeing that number last week about 200 plus skins came out for Overwatch and those people did not pay a fucking cent more than they did when they purchased the game at, you know, $40 a month or whatever, or or $40 period or $60 period. I mean, how well, how does that the even problem there is that because you're having to pay to buy the fucking skins right well yeah or you can if get you the white boxes those, or whatever it's not content also and, and lb brings up a very good point lb says that's not content because it is not content it's cosmetic and i don't want to see this become a game of cosmetics that's why i always hated the blizzard store the blizzard store was fucking stupid when it came out and i still think the blizzard store is fucking stupid despite the fact that i really like the pets and i really want to own all of them but i'm not because i'm not going to pay them extra money for cosmetics that just because i just i'm not going to pay extra money for cosmetics uh you know it's it's whatever but i mean yeah i I understand uh, that they use the they use the um loot box method in order to make the money to you know justify them doing the skins but you know, I like we're paying them already. So, what are you giving me for that? You know, money. Like, like seriously. Like, think about it right now. As World of Warcraft exists today in June of 2018, what are you getting? Like, what are they putting into the game, or what are they doing for WoW for this month for you? Maybe some for micro me? holidays. Nothing. For me, nothing. Literally nothing. I don't have an active World of Warcraft subscription because it's in that kind of state. Right. And I, I totally get it when there's new content that's released. When they release Battle for Azeroth, people are going to subscribe. People are going to play the game. But after they're done that new content, then what value are they really getting for that money? Like, the only thing I can really think of is once the new content has released and you have several raid tiers, you still want to subscribe so that you can complete those new tiers that have not unlocked yet. But technically you spent your money on that when you bought that expansion the first you know, time. Well, the thing is like what you're paying your 16 bucks a month for is for the evergreen portion of the content. Okay. So that's the content that will, that will still be relevant and active after you've completed the new content, quote unquote, that's, um, um, it's going to be the new island system. It's going to be the Mythic Plus system. It's things like that. It's things that stay stay available and stay active and stay interesting. Uh, they're designed to keep players playing. That's actually a lot of the problem. Like they have trouble keeping people playing. Well, a lot of those, like think about um, a few years ago, that shit didn't exist. Yeah, you know, like they're finally That's adding the some of that stuff in. They're finding it like well, other than PvP, maybe, which is a game mode that you could constantly replay. Mm-hmm. And there were some people that think PvP is the, the, the pinnacle and the penultimate form of WoW mm-hmm. because of that, because it is such a variable uh, thing. Right. And they're obviously getting back to that's basically the theme of this expansion is PvP and playing, you know, playing against each other and battling the horde. But mm-hmm. 
that that's very much so what what's going on yeah, yeah. i mean i i can see that i mean like I can legitimize in my head, like paying $15 a month so that I can continue to do mythic plus dungeons, because that's one thing that I like to do, but it's very hard to think about it in terms of like, just thinking about it, like, wow, I'm paying $15 a month so that I can maintain my access to all this old content that I probably won't touch, you know? Yeah. That's essentially what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, th- that's what feels like I'm paying $15 maintenance versus $15, you know, access to a, a vibrant game that's, you know, constantly changing and evolving. The problem is it's the consumption rate. All right. You, when you first started playing WoW, it probably took you a while to get through just the current content, not including I mean, to any older the content. content. Yeah, it probably took you yeah, a it while. Took me several months to go, to go through, through all the old shit. Yeah, so you got your money's worth in that time frame. And then by the time that you got done with that content, new content had come out by that point. But the problem is you're now consuming the content faster because you're more confident, you you know what you're doing now, things like that. So you're consuming the content faster, which creates the issue of it's the content pipeline. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, in terms of new expansions, I think two years is perfect. I think, you know, if they did come out with a new release every two years and it stayed on that schedule, I think that would be fine. But, and that's what we're basically looking at at this point. You know, it, maybe it's just where we're at in WoW today with the fact that for the next two months, I'm basically just going to be fishing. <laughs> but, you know, like I could be leveling up old characters. I could be hitting the mage tower every day like LB is. I mean, I could be doing all of that other stuff, but could be going and exploring other stuff yeah but the, the point you know they're not adding new stuff they're not like you know i feel like i should be getting something new when i'm paying that 15 dollars a month i feel like there should be something that is you know that they're giving us or they're pushing out or you know like having it be more like what they're doing with heroes where like every month they're like pushing a new hero and they're pushing new battlegrounds periodically and like i feel like i'm getting something Kevin, new the thing is the thing is though sorry in heroes you aren't paying a cent to play the game and i'm getting more new shit so in they that can game push than out, this game. but they can push out a new hero every month okay you can push out a new hero every month how many times have they had to fucking either take something offline or rebalance a hero in an emergency hot fix five or six times in the first month yeah every single month every single time they release a new hero the problem is in WoW, you're paying 15 bucks. The content has to be more polished because you are already paying for it. Right. Hmm. So that by necessity slows down the pipeline of new content. That's an I mean, there's still going to be balancing patches when Battle for Azeroth comes out. There will still be balancing patches, yes, but they're not going to be quite as bad as say Zarya coming in and one-shotting entire teams within seconds or Anna being able to sleep people from across the map and you know teleport them into the the cores or whatever you know yeah uh, LB makes a good point that I do have a secondary character a high mountain tauren and for a while I did feel like wow I'm getting so much new content because I basically went back and played stuff that I never played before and that's yeah that that is true i can do that i can but you know that feels a lot like 
you know, I'm just paying a maintenance versus an access fee or, you know, I, the, the distinction that I'm making is, do we feel like we're just paying for a maintenance for something or do we feel like we're paying for something that's actually living and breathing and is constantly evolving and changing? And I don't feel like that's what's happening with WoW, at least for now. And even when a new expansion releases, you're, I'm only getting that feeling because they haven't like released all of the content from that patch yet. So when they release the next dungeon or the next raid, I feel like I'm getting something new. But really, that was all just in the patch, and it was all just part of that, you know, new uh, patch release. Like the problem is, is that you're looking at this as a equation of when I finish content, I need new content. I'm paying fifteen bucks. Give me new content now. No, all right. Uh, it's like because no. like the statement you just made. It's like I paid for this, but it was all part of the content patch that I released. So I should be getting new content. I feel like if I'm paying something monthly, I should be getting new content monthly. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> Pretty much do is the thing though. But like on a month to month basis, in WoW, they're not really giving us new stuff. You know, I would feel better if I was getting more from the holiday events and if they had, you know, stuff every month that, you know, was going on. Um, you know, I would feel better if there was some mini quests or some continuation of quest lines or something that kind of, you know, was was a drawl or something that I could do at endgame on a consistent basis. The only The only exception that I'll make is Mythic Plus because I do feel like that is a game mode and a play mode that is replayable and I would spend money to continue to to play that game mode. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like what we were talking about. This kind of just all dovetails back to what I talked about in the beginning. It's a theme park. It's like you're paying for what you want to do. If you have a plan set up in place and you get done with it, you're not going to get, you know, you only get done in a day and you bought a three-day pass. You don't get the money back from the three-day pass just because you got done with the content you wanted to do early. You could go and see Space Mountain if you wanted to, despite the fact that Space Mountain wasn't part of your plan. It's like you have to find a reason to keep paying your money. And if you think about the theme park model, brick and mortar, they aren't adding new content every month either, even if you did have a yearly pass to Disneyland. You know, because people do that too, right? If they, well, if they live close, yeah, right? People buy, yeah, people who live close or people who are just crazy. Uh, no offense to anybody that might be like one of those people. Near Orlando or people, whatever. Like every other week. Yeah. But they're not like, um, can, they're not it's giving like, you something more for that money, right? Like they're just releasing content whenever the hell they feel like it. And yeah, they do updates to whatever. And then, you know, it's just like, it's whatevs. Yeah. And, that's how they yeah. view it. And like, I don't think that works as well. Like taking that model and moving it to the computer, I don't think it works as well. I think it's worked for 15 years, Kevin. But, you know, what we're saying, though, is this is dying. And the reason that I think it's dying is because other stuff like Overwatch is, I'm sure, giving them or getting them more money than what WoW is. Or maybe it's not. I don't know what the I, you know, I don't know that for sure. But I think that they're seeing that's more popular. like Overwatch. The problem with like Overwatch and things like that, when you start getting into the popularity and things of that nature, is- you just muted yourself. Uh, yes, I did because I was coughing off the mic, so I didn't peek. You're welcome, asshole. Um, the problem with Overwatch is that you pay once, 
They have to get you to buy loot boxes. That's how they make money. And sponsorships for Overwatch League and things like that. That's how they make money. WoW is just a consistent stream of revenue. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hmm. And if you buy something from the cash shop, congratulations, you just put more money in their pockets, essentially. And basically what you said for Overwatch, I like that because I feel like it makes them, it incentivizes them to make more stuff to get you to spend more money, which I think is, you know, yeah. that, that mentality needs like to be that. more in WoW, I think. I don't like that. Why? Because it's not that they're building new stuff. A cosmetic is a different level. Than a new map. Like, I've been building a new map or building a new quest zone or building a new class or releasing a new raid tier. It's two completely different things. Yeah. Yeah, that, I understand that. I agree with that. So it's easier to churn out a skin than it is to put a new class or a new map or whatever out. True. And so, I mean, that, I think it's kind of the crux of what I'm getting at overall for this whole show. And they are doing that in WoW too, but they're bundling it into a single expansion that comes out every other year versus something that comes out in a more regular and consistent basis. And you know, WoW is releasing new patches, right? They are releasing new patches, but those patches are basically parts of that overall patch, right? Like the raid tier that came out wasn't just like, hey, here's a new raid tier. Like we knew that we were going to get two, two or three raid tiers from buying that at one expansion, right? Correct. Now, that's just sort of the expectation that you get. You get a raid tier to one to four raid tiers generally. So I guess I guess you could look at it like you're buying this expansion, but this expansion is basically two years worth of quote new content. And then the fifteen bucks you're paying a month is just to keep the lights on. Maintenance. <laughs> maintenance, essentially. Yes. You're gonna keep mentioning fucking maintenance. It is maintenance. It's it's a you're paying to keep the servers running. I don't think we're going to agree on this, but um, I do respect your opinion. I mean, it's just a different way to look at it. And I mean, honestly, the way that they pace out Overwatch, the way that they pace out Heroes, I feel like that's better. Or I feel like you're getting more, even though you're probably getting the same amount as you would get for WoW. But WoW is just, you know, bundling that into an expansion and then pacing out the content to be released over the next two years. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I don't even know, man. I'm just I'm sitting here. And I'm just like, uh, I hate games as a service. I really hate games as a service. Well, what is your fundamental problem with games as a service? Because I very much like the thought of buying what I want. I know that my 16 bucks a month. gets me access to everything in World of Warcraft. Okay. My $60 purchase gets me access to all the new shit that's coming out with a new expansion. The problem with games as a service is I don't know how much with, with wow. I know how much money I am paying to get something. I go, okay, I am paying uh, $200 a year. 
It's budgeted. Yeah, I'm paying $200 a year for my subscription, and I'm paying $60 every two to three years for an expansion. I know how much money I am putting out and how I can sit there and calculate, okay, so it took me a month and a half to grind for this thing, so that's the equivalent of X amount of dollars, okay? I know what I am buying. I know what I'm paying for. Games as a service, I have no fucking idea. All right, I could open up 200 loot boxes in Overwatch or in uh, Heroes and not get the item I want and have to resort to crafting it. Or you could buy the skin pack. Well, in Heroes, yes. Yeah. In Heroes, I could buy the skin pack, which is fantastic, which is why I'm glad they went back to that method. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Overwatch, on the other hand, I have to buy loot boxes until I have enough coins to craft shit, which is why I don't really play Overwatch. Yeah, Overwatch and Heroes definitely have two different mentalities. No, they didn't. They didn't before. They do now when they reintroduce the skin packs with the variants and everything. But when they first went to uh, loot boxes... In Heroes, you know, you you bought loot boxes, and that's pretty much it. and Or you crafted it. And that was it. I mean, the, the argument that I will make for games as a service is when you do have a model like Heroes, if you want something, you can pay for it, and it's a very honest and simple transaction. You know, I, I definitely hear what you're saying regarding spending the money and having it be budgeted. Because I had to actually go back and look up how much money I had pissed away on loot boxes and heroes so that I could say, hey, guess what, self? I shouldn't be buying more of this because I've spent way too much fucking money on this crap that didn't lead to what I wanted it to lead to by buying the loot boxes. That's the whole point of games as a service is that they are meant to prey upon. I have called Overwatch and I have called heroes and i've called wow skinner boxes but overwatch and heroes are especially they are skinner boxes all right wow is a skinner box because it keeps you coming back overwatch and heroes are skinner boxes because they keep you spending money they keep you gambling yeah all right it is it is it's it's they they play on the exact same centers of the brain that give you that gambler's rush all right and that is horseshit i don't support that in the fucking slightest. And that's why that's part of the reason why there's so much pushback about loot boxes at the moment. Um, I think Dice just officially Dice and Dice and EA just announced that the next Battlefield game will have no loot box transactions whatsoever because of all the backlash. Yeah. Well, you're getting children addicted to gambling. Yes, that's basically. exactly what you're doing. It is literally exactly what you're doing. And in an era where it is ultra simple. To get mommy and daddy's credit card and use it. And yeah, I'm like, just like <laughs> when they first had uh paid games or like in-game transactions for iPhones and stuff like that. Aaron gets the credit card. What do you mean you just spent a thousand dollars on some kind of coins Smurf and berries. Some you game? just spent a thousand dollars on Smurf berries? What? <laughs> that actually didn't happen, by the way. There was a Smurfs mobile game, and then somebody spent a thousand dollars on Smurf berries. But it's like, it's just incredibly frustrating because games as a service is designed to obfuscate the price so that you get drawn into the ecosystem and drawn into the game so that you keep spending money on it. And 
that that's just sad. It's really sad because the industry, I mean, the industry has never been honest, but at least the subscription model was more honest. Yeah, and I I like where Heroes is going with it because you can buy the skins and you can buy the stuff that you like if you like it. I think that ha- that has to be the model going forward, right? Because what it allows you to do is it it allows them to produce more content so that we can pay for it and we will gladly spend additional money then you know i i spent more on heroes this year than i did uh probably world of warcraft last year for an example and i did that because i wanted the content that they were coming out with the problem is the gambling aspect of it that's the piece that needs to that needs to go away you know like well, that, that, that's, that's the, the problem is, is that like they make more money selling loot boxes. They make more money selling you 100 loot boxes that might not have the item you want than if you make a single purchase. Yeah, the and the way that want. they do that is like, oh, the loot box is only $2, but the skin pack is like fucking 40 bucks. It's like, I don't want to fucking spend 40 bucks, but I'll spend $2 and see if I can get a chance to get it. Um, and And then suddenly you're... $106 in the hole in loot box. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what's dishonest about that. Like, yeah, it's, and I, I, which is why they'll never tell you the percentage um, think, chance to get something because it would be so fucking minuscule that you would never buy a loot box ever again in your fucking life. Well, that, that's that's one of those funny things is that it's like I, I, I've been playing like I keep saying weeb shit. I've been playing one of those Final Fantasy gotcha games free to play okay. on my phone to keep myself occupied at work because Hearthstone hasn't been entertaining to me. And they actually do publish the drop rates for the gotcha for the loot mm-hmm. boxes. And yes, it's like 0.1% to get a good item. And what keeps you coming back and playing that? Um, because well, this one specifically because it is free to play friendly. I, I can there. There's a lot of content, and it just and I can keep playing it free to play. And I have not spent a single cent on this, and I actually have a, my games in really good shape. Um, but I know that there, there are people out there that are like, I need more money. I need to get more rolls and more drops. I need to do this. So that like I'm being sustained by the whales in this game. <laughs> the reason that I can play this game for free is that there are yeah. whales that are spending hundreds and thousands of dollars yep. doing this. And I'm sure the same thing's happening in in um, Overwatch and probably some in Heroes, too. Heroes, yeah. But, um, you know, I, well, I think ultimately yeah. what I would like is I like the thought process of subscribing to a game. Like, I like what you said about being able to budget for it. I like that. Because, like, I shouldn't have to like go back through my transactions for heroes and then be like, what the fuck did I do? You know? Holy shit. I spent $2,300 this year on loot boxes. Yeah, well, it wasn't that bad, but it was, it was more than I cared to share on the show today. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, I like that idea. Like I, I would subscribe to heroes if they, if there was some benefit or value for it. And maybe that's the, um, 360 day stim pack. Maybe that's what that is. But like, yeah, I would do that. And then that's that's kind of one way of looking at that, actually. Yeah, I didn't really look at it. But the, yeah, that's one way of looking yeah, at well, it. Well, you're getting extra gold, you're getting extra yada yada, and you can use that to buy other stuff that you'd usually spend money on. So that's that's one thing. And then the second thing is, is the loot box system. I don't like that. I don't think they like I think that needs to go away long term for games as a service. I like the ability of saying, here are some new skins for Diablo and um garrosh and other people 
if you like them, here's a pack. You can buy it, but give it to me in a more granular fashion so that I can buy what I want. And I will, I will gladly hand over additional money to a 360 day stim pack. If I like the stuff that they're putting out and if I like the content that they're creating and if that incentivizes them to create more content so that I can buy it and spend more money above what I was going to that year on it, then great. I think it's a win-win transaction. You know, they get additional money. I get more shit that I like. And I've also, you know, in theory, subscribed to the game for the whole year so that I get additional shit on top of what I'm, you know, normally getting when I play the game. And and the nice part about that is that you you've made a single purchase. You could use it or not as much as you want. Right. It's not like having to run a subscription or something else like yeah, that. It's, you know? it's I mean that's more easy to budget than buying loot boxes. It's easier for me to say, yeah, I'm going to buy this skin because I like it, and then just not buy one again until I find another skin that I really like and I want to purchase that one too. I mean that that's more easy to manage than let me buy 15 loot boxes every week. You know, of which I'm probably not getting yeah. shit that I want in it. And then that makes me want to buy more and more and more until I get what I want. And then I never do. And then it's it's a vicious cycle. And it and it preys That's how people end up destitute and in the streets. Yeah. And it preys on people and it, it it preys on addiction and it preys on, you know, addictive qualities in people's nature that, you know, I don't think should be exploited so, the way they're being Kevin. This has been a discussion that the games industry and, and 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 society as a whole has been having for decades about things like the lottery and things like that. It's just now it's kind of coming into your sphere of influence now mm-hmm. because it's gaming related, which sure. I just I kind of find that funny. That's all. I mean, it's maybe we should be having broader discussions about this, you know. And um, the government is, right? So I think we have been having a broader discussion about a society. Like, loot boxes right now, it's bringing it into a sphere of people that normally would not be involved in it. And I think mostly because it's affecting children. I think that's why yeah. it's getting so much press right now. It really is. It's really a lot of the reason. Um, we have run a little long today, so do you have any final thoughts on this? Because we're, we're at an hour and a half at the moment, yeah. so I mean, we've run that, a little bit. That long. was really my final thoughts. I mean, like, you know... My, my my points today are, you know, paying $15 a month and not feeling like you're getting new content is bad. And if it's supposed to be a theme park and there's stuff to do, then that's great. But I think that you helped me kind of come around on that. And I'm I'm more like, okay, well, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Maybe the expansion over the course of two years is really the value that I'm getting. And then I'm just paying to kind of keep the lights on. And, you know, my ideal model would be you know, pay a set amount of money if you like something, even if that's every single month and allow me to purchase stuff on top of that, you know, as like spot purchases for stuff that I like when, you know, when it comes out and that should hopefully incentivize companies to continue to make new content and push it out so that I do make those additional purchases instead of the loot box system, which is the devil and really needs to die. I mean, that's really ultimately their goal is to make you make purchases. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. And I'm okay and with that. The easiest way to do that is create a service or create a product, sell the product. You know, <laughs> like every other transaction from all time, you know, hmm? instead of exactly. put it randomly inside of a box and hopefully I get it when I open the box. That's horseshit. Yeah, that is horseshit. This is absolute horseshit. Don't worry. I agree completely. I think we're in agreement for once in our fucking lives, Kevin. Oh my God.
Nope. This is time. weird. This is fucking weird. Um, I'm done. Main topic done. Final thoughts. Games as a service suck. Pay and pay up front. Know what you're buying. Uh, do that or don't, Kevin. Um, hmm. Do that or don't. Not really anything this week. Everything's been very. I've been calm this week, other than some like shitty games of heroes. Oh, okay. Here's something. Um, all of a sudden, when you start losing a uh, ranked match in Heroes of the Storm, it's not cool just to be like, "Oh, well, you guys are the ones who suck, and I didn't do anything wrong, and you can't play." And you know, we had an Asmodan do that to us in a ranked game the other day, and it was just like, "What? Like, what's the point?" Win as a team, lose as a team. Stand up, be a man. Do the right thing. Um, my don't do that is quit buying fucking loot boxes. Yeah, let's start a hashtag. Ban loot boxes. Hash, hashtag no loot for no, you. No loot for you. If you like the um, idea, hashtag no loot for you. Send it to Azeroth Coast to Coast. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that's gonna work. It's okay. I don't think we. I don't think. A, I don't think a Twitter campaign. Uh, the loot apocalypse. I don't fucking know. That's our show for the week, folks. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Mister Kevin over here is at Swingcat with a K. I, I'm giving him a chance to play his music because he didn't I realize did. that I was gonna go straight into that. Um, it's now playing. There we go. And Chris is at Akari underscore mag. Myself, Gavril. I am at Gavril underscore ET. Send emails to feedback at AzerothCTC.com. For links to today's show, visit our website at www.AzerothCTC.com. Just a review. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever the fuck makes you happy. Please say no fucking loot boxes, Kevin. No fucking loot boxes. Mm-hmm.